I love listening to you guys fight. It's the best. I um, they're the best ones. It's either fighting or when he needs therapy about his <laughs> yeah, marriage. That's it. No, that's those it. are the, those. Pretty much, those are the two episodes we do. Is us fighting about something, or him feeling like he's a shitty husband and me telling him he's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Don Hall. And I'm David Himmel. And this is the Literate Apecast. The Literate Apecast is a production of literateape.com, and the apes would like to advise you that inappropriate language and themes may follow. If you are easily triggered, best to go listen to a public radio podcast. All right, David. Yeah. Uh, I got to tell you, it has been uh, it's been a it's been a nutty week or two. Um, you know that uh, I'm leaving the casino job. I'm leaving the casino job. John Denver and died, and now he's dead. Yeah, after a year and a half of dealing with low rent prostitutes, truckers, meth dealers, and degenerate gamblers, in why a would you leave that room. job? I I yeah. want to go back to that. So fucking badly being here in in, right. in bougie Wicker Park, Chicago, Illinois. No, I want to. I want. I want to enjoy casino. I want to enjoy casino, but it's the difference between saying, "Gosh, I love eating at a at a Chili's," versus, "Gosh, I love being a busboy at a Chili's." It's not the gotcha. same okay, thing. Fair enough. Fair enough. You know, I mean, being a casino manager is not quite, especially being a casino manager in a pandemic where half the fucking people that come in want to argue about wearing a motherfucking mask. I mean, Jesus Christ, I feel like a babysitter more than I do a casino manager. On the topic of being a manager at a Chili's-like place, if you're a man, my brother, Eric, was a manager at an Applebee's. Did you know that if you're an a manager at an Applebee's, you get to jerk off in their wontons. Like that's that's a thing. Yeah, that's the that's the secret. Like sauce. you're not supposed to, but like it's a thing where it's like, oh no, hey, no, welcome. no, you it's are like an inside joke thing. Yeah, no, no, like you're, it's no, not you're on the totally menu, supposed yeah. to. No, it, well, that's the thing is that's the secret sauce. Yeah. that's that 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 that's a, a, an MSG replacement. It's like the the In and Out uh, Monster Burger is really just yeah. it's it's just Cookie Monster mutilated meat in in the burger that's that's i don't even know if that's funny but it's i don't know if it trying. is either you're i don't know i was you're there really and i making went with an it. attempt i've been watching a lot of sesame street i gotta yeah yeah you know katie had a kid a couple years ago and i gotta watch tv with him so all right so so i know you did this today at least you said you're gonna do this today in uh in uh preparation for this mm-hmm. particular podcast um did you watch rogue one um no what so I, you lied. You fucking lied. Donald, Again, David Himmel. Donald. You lied. Would you for one fucking second in your life give a white male, a white cisgender male, <laughs> an opportunity to speak and let his voice be heard? Please tell me why you lied. I didn't lie. Trump. You, Trump Jr. You didn't you didn't present the right question. I watched I didn't I didn't I didn't watch Rogue One. I watched Rogue One a Star Wars story. Okay. All right. So you did watch it. Yeah, I fucking. And the reason? It. Why don't you introduce our yeah. guest today? So we're joined by a, a good friend of mine, James Ford. I know him as Jed, so that's what I'm going to call him tonight, because uh, it's hard not to. I changed him in my phone to James, but when I like voice Siri, hey, call Jed. She knows who I'm talking about, um, because Jed is also Jed pulls some pussy and Jed fucks Siri. Uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. So no. So please welcome to the the Literate Ape Cast, my good buddy James Jedford. Uh, hey, buddy. Hey, hey. Thanks, guys. I'm a big fan. So so Jed. Yeah, so where, Jed where, and where, I, are you, where are you recording at? Where are you recording at? I'm in my uh, I'm in my my walk-in closet at uh, at home. And home is yeah, in and, Chicago. Yeah, oh, I'm in Denver, Colorado. Denver. Have, uh, okay, you're in Denver. Yeah, I've been here almost as long as I grew up in Washington State, so it's been it's been a long time. So Jed uh, Jed is a a bit of a he he's granola. Granola's in his blood. He grew up on the I West am. Coast. Yeah. Uh we went we went to college together. Uh you know, we had a lot of mutual friends and we've actually become I think 
football better buddies since you know yeah. in the last couple of years. Yeah. Uh, Don, you and I have talked about this. We've talked about this on the Apecast that um, you know every year I do a, a what I call the Stuper Bowl, which is yes. you know college buddies and I we go to the city. <laughs> Of one of the teams that's playing in the Super Bowl, and we bandwagon for the weekend, and Jed is part of that that adventure. Yeah, I've been uh, invited for a long time, and only in the last couple years I've been able to go. So I went to L.A. two years ago and Kansas City, and we were we were all in Kansas City together just before the pandemic hit. Right, we were like making. I remember making yeah, jokes yeah, I remember about that. it. We're like, yeah, oh, we, the, well, we're all and, like, oh, the Wuhan flu. <laughs> yeah, and it turns out our buddy probably had it, and yeah, we, yeah, we called it the clear bottle flu. We were we were teasing, <laughs> we were teasing our buddy about that, and oh, he was shit. sick as a dog. Because it was bad. He, could, he couldn't make it to the trip, and we're like, and he's oh, made he's all probably of them. Got, yeah, and he, yeah. Uh, oh, wow. But I will argue that the last, at least the last two years, L.A. and Kansas City, yeah. were two of my favorite. And <laughs> they were good. I don't. I don't want to give all the credit to Jed, but a lot of credits do. I mean, there's uh, a through line there. I think most importantly is Jed is the reason that I tried mushrooms and have only done <laughs> mushrooms for the the, the the one and only time I've done, I want to do them again. But we were when we were in L.A. You know, they've got the the uh, the scooters all over town, and we were like, you know, as we gear up for this this Super Bowl trip. We're all texting each other like, all right, we could do this. We can go to this show. These guys are in town. This band, we should see this band or whatever. We should go yeah. to this bar. And something came up about these scooters. And it's like, oh, we should do these scooters. And Jed replied, and I'm paraphrasing, no way am I getting on those scooters <laughs> unless I'm high on mushrooms. <laughs> so being the yeah. improv champ that I am, Don, I went, yeah, yeah. yes, and let's get some fucking mushrooms. Yeah, yeah, well, that's the way to go. So I called my brother, who was living in L.A. at the time, and said, Bruh, can you get us some mushrooms? And works did at you the say Magic bruh? Castle. He doesn't no, get the Magic Castle. Did you say bruh? Did you say the word bruh? Well, yeah, I was speaking Californian, so yeah. So that means I really do have to take a flight out to Chicago and beat you to death, right? <laughs> bruh. Is that what it means? Absolutely. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So... So you're get, like the least California. No, actually, you're either you're like the least Californian person or the most in that you are the most anxiety-filled son of a bitch I know. Right. And most Californians have no anxiety, so I really think you don't fit. And well, but that's what makes me complicated and attractive to all the women. I I got. Is nothing. that it? No. Nope. Is that it? Nope. Okay, I didn't think so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay. That's it's, cool. All it's, right. So it's the illusion that my dad has money that makes me attractive to women. Beyond your yeah. reminiscence of your Super Bowl mushroom, yeah. Uh, yeah. Here's I just want to read. A, I just want to read a couple of news items that I picked up today. That these yep. these, these were just dropped today. Okay. Lucasfilm <laughs> has announced two new Star Wars TV shows: Star Wars Rangers of the New Republic and Star Wars Ahsoka, both of which will be spin-offs from The Mandalorian. Oh. As fans await more details for the highly this is the more contentious of the three. So I'll read the second one because this is better. Patty Jenkins, who directed Wonder Woman and Wonder Woman 1980, will be directing Rogue Squadrons in the Star Wars uh, thing. Wonder the Woman 84, will- you misogynistic fuck. Yes, the, the 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 film will follow a group of fighter pilots as they band together through thick and thin to defend good against evil. So that's a Star Wars thing. And uh, this one is this is a little more contentious. As fans await more details for the highly anticipated Obi Wan Kenobi series at Disney's Plus, featuring Ewan McGregor reprising his Star Ewan Wars McGregor, trilogy. Did he say? Wait, is Stanley, Ewan? Yeah, Kath. Yeah, he said, Ian, I think he said Ewan McGregor. I'm just reading. I'm just reading. Okay, he has a W in his fucking name. Okay, <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy revealed at the Disney Investors presentation that Hayden Christensen is no. officially reprising his role as Hayden Christensen for the series. <laughs> Wait what? a minute, he's reprising his role as himself in the series. Yeah, never played. Well, that's, that's what the copy said. I think Perfect. they made a mistake, but he's Perfect. actually reprising his role Great. as Anakin Skywalker or Darth Vader. So, so I just it's it. like I he ruined it. He ruined two prequels. Well, so here's the thing. Here's the reason we brought Jed on for a couple reasons. Yeah. One, Jed is a friend. We've we've begun this 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 uh, uh, theme of bringing our friends on. So great. Two, uh, it's very generous. 
Jed's our third listener. I mean, other than... than <laughs> it's true. Out of the seven, he's number three. Yeah. He's listened I've, to I've six listened to episodes. I've listened to 95% of, your, of the episodes, I think. Holy shit. I mean... Were you on mushrooms? Yeah, I do eat mushrooms quite a bit. I was going to say, because I can think, to, to listen to that much of David and I just fucking yammer about shit, you'd, you'd have to be, be on, mushrooms, yeah. on some sort of psychedelic. That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, I, yeah. I, look, I look forward to the day where his where his daughter, who is, what is she, f- five, six years yeah, old now? Five, five, yeah. She's five. Mm-hmm. When when Jed slips into the, the, the violent early onset Alzheimer's, she's going to go, <laughs> it's littered ape. It's literally it's, ape. it's not. That's what's caused the plaque in his brain. It's literally. That's yeah. it. Uh, yeah. But Jed and I were talking, uh, like in, in like the most innocuous casual text. Yeah, I think I you threw just, it on as a tag at the end of a of a text thread. I just mentioned it casually. Yeah, kind of like a like a go fuck yourself. Hey, I fucked your mom by the way. See you later. <laughs> but it was it was it was something to the effect of Rogue One is the best Star Wars movie. Ever or something like that. It was yeah. I said it's it's a remarkably good film, and that it is in the is the top two of all Star Wars films. That's what it was. It was yeah. the top two of all Star yeah. Wars films that made me go yes. no. Well, so, you I think you reacted uh, a, a little harshly. You said it was something appropriately. Along the lines of a, not appropriately a, st- a steaming pile of dog shit of a movie or so, or something like that. I think what I said is, uh, if you ever text those words to me again, I will come to your house, I will fuck your body until you bleed to death, and I will take your husk, rip it apart, wear it, and then I will fuck all of your family and your friends to death wearing your your Jed suit. It's sort of, it's sort of like... It's I don't sort think of like, that's overreacting It's at sort all. of like Luke Skywalker in Empire Strikes Back finding warmth inside the body of a Tauntaun, um, except oh. for the fucking part. Except for the fucking part. Because oh, I mean, I don't on. think Luke. Luke I don't think fucked Luke it. fucked. I don't think he did. <laughs> Name a time when you haven't woken up from a comfortable sleep with a boner. Luke fucked that that dead tauntaun. Just on, on accident, eh. if anything. Like right, like on accident. Yeah. He didn't there mean to. It was just like, oh, what's that? All right. Well, maybe maybe he fucked him with his saber. Okay. His dick. I think he had to cut. It. Fell into an intestinal fold. It had to have. They see that. <laughs> It's totally accidental, and then he was thinking about his sister, and it just yeah. shot. There's yeah. nothing he could do about it. <laughs> An intestinal fold? Yeah. <laughs> that sounds almost accurately scientific. And no, I it totally sounds like... It sounds, it, I am a scientist, but... Yeah. It sounds you like are, Lizzo yes, naked. Are. It sounds like Lizzo naked. Stop. I'm just saying no. that's what it sounds like. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. An intestinal fold. <laughs> what? Come on. <laughs> so Jen and I were talking about <laughs> because I I kind of went like off the handle like this is not a good movie. Rope One is a terrible yeah. fucking it's a throwaway piece of shit. It's but, a great movie. Right. Are you well, nuts? But here's the thing is I said, <laughs> you know, Jed is a good friend. I respect what he's I respect his opinions and on a lot of things we are we we agree on a lot of things. We're simpatico so, on a lot. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. It's been a couple years. I'll give it a revisit. And you know, uh, it it came out at Christmas time. Because remember when, like, when a New Hope or The Force Awakens, whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> same. same get, it was the same. Movie. I get the two confused. Yeah. <laughs> it came out at Christmas, so that was Star Wars's thing, right? Like every Chris, every year at Christmas, a new movie would come out, right? So, right. I think Rogue One was. It was. Uh, Force Awakens, Rogue One. Yeah. Han Solo. I don't know. Whatever the fuck. No, Han Solo. Han Solo. I think Han Solo came out after. uh, Okay, maybe it was The Last Jedi, um, then a Han Solo. The Last Jedi, then it was a Han Solo Solo Star Wars story. It had been a a while since I've watched it. It had been been four years because it came out in 2016. So I was like, it's been a while. I haven't seen it. I will will revisit revisit it again. And I did last night. And. I, my my initial. Do we just want to dive into? Well, okay, yeah. Well, before we get into Where the we specifics, go or, okay. Um, James, tell us your because if if it is indeed your assessment that it is one of two of the best Star Wars films, right. I'd right. li- I would like to hear yeah. 
that that argument first. Okay. All right. So, you know, when I first saw Rogue One, I didn't think much of it. I saw it in the theater. I'm not a huge Star Wars nerd, but I'm old enough. I was. I, what, 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 Return of the Jedi came out in '83, right? So yeah, Return David, was you and I are the same. You and I are the same age, so we were four yeah. years old when that came out. And but uh, Star Wars so was, was tw- like a constant. It was. It always thing in our it had world. Always right? been was, there. Yeah. So to set to set it up, and I don't. I'm just. I just to yeah. set it up. I was 12 years old in 1977 when right. Star Wars: A New Hope came out. Ha, I saw dork. that movie. Right. I saw that movie. 25 <laughs> times in the movie theater that summer. Yeah. I was talking to my so buddy Litz last yeah. night, who's your age, and said the exact same thing. He goes, because I told him I was coming on to do this, and this is what we're talking about. He's your age. Did the exact same thing. He was like, it blew up our world. Sure. It was extraordinary. And, yeah. and so the foundations of this story and the whole, you know, the whole mythology behind it is is really a part of my coming of age if you really yeah. want to talk about it so all right, right so go ahead sorry about that yeah so i mean you know my first star wars experience was return of the jedi which i thought was badass for a long still you know it's fine i know a lot of people maybe more your age you know the ewoks it it was maybe the i don't know what was your opinion of it when it came out i loved it but then again and and i'll, I'll deviate real quick i went to and this is Shit, this is Chicago. This is probably mid-90s. I was invited by a theater guy to a nerd party. And the nerd party, and I knew... No, Wait, I'm, sorry. You know, I'm sorry, but nerd parties don't exist. If you if you get invited to a party, you're automatically not a nerd. Unless, no, you're, go- unless you're going there to this get was, No, no, David, okay, I just want to set it up. This was a bunch of people that they were playing a game at the party. And it was about being a. Everybody was a vampire. Oh my God! Just and, listen to this. Is making me a virgin. And I, just, I know. <laughs> and and one of the things. One of the things that if you if you didn't want to be seen, like if you wanted to make yourself invisible, that oh you could God. cross your you could cross your oh. arms in front of your chest, and you yeah. would you were you were signaling that you were invisible, <laughs> and no one could talk to you. Okay. And I spent most of the fucking party. With my fucking arms crossed, because I didn't want to talk to any of these fucking idiots. <laughs> However, at one can point... Can I do that every week with the Apecast? Because you're a fucking dork that I want nothing yeah. to do with. So, no, I did this, because I didn't. It was like, what the fuck is going on here? But at one point... When did I, I become overhear- the alpha male in this fucking podcast, <laughs> I, by the way? You've never been the alpha male. You're not the alpha male in your fucking house, so don't get crazy. <laughs> your child is more alpha male than you are. Hey, all right. And I'm okay with that because his baby boners are remarkable. There you go. So anyway, I, I overhear this conversation between these three guys, and they are getting into Over it. here because I, you like, weren't invited because you're a fucking dork. Yeah. Uh, literally a, like a throwdown fight about Star Wars. They are really getting into the minutia of Star Wars and the importance of Star Wars, the philosophy of Star Wars. Oh and I just casually drop my obfuscation, drop my invisibility. Oh, no. And I said, <laughs> I hope well, you weren't wearing plaid and stripes and you were prepared. Yeah, no for the- shit. No right. shit, dude. You know, and I said, I said, well, you know that Star Wars was made for 12 year old boys. <laughs> this this Don't statement led to these three guys wanting to take me outside and beat the shit out of me. Now, granted, they were fueled by too much Bud Light or whatever they were drinking. So when we got out there, what ended the fight was I finally had enough of this night. And I looked at the guy, grabbed him by his shirt. And I said, the only force you're going to feel tonight is the force of me beating the fucking shit out of you. So I suggest you walk away. Officially and all three the of them. the thing I've ever heard in my all, life. All three of them fucking walked away. I never went to a fucking party again. May, so May the force be with your your face. That's all I'm saying, dude, uh. motherfucker. So anyway, so that's my story. But So my reaction to the Return of the Jedi was I already had the idea that these are, these are not movies made for serious adults. They're fun. Right. They're horse operas. They're, they're a good time. Yeah. So I loved it, and I loved the Ewoks, and I loved the conclusion, gotcha. and I even loved the Ewoks like floating, carrying C-3PO as he's telling the right. story. Yeah. I loved it. It was fun. Yeah. So, good. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll say, yeah. I mean, I, I the, the there's been backlash. I, I remember, you know, growing up, there were I had these friends, the uh the I don't remember their last name, uh Shepherds. 
Uh, so Todd and Terry Shepard, I think Terry was his mom. Anyway, the Shepherds, they had every fucking Star Wars. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Don. <laughs> He, for those for those of you listeners who can't see because this is an audible audible medium, he's crossing his arms like what? a virgin who's afraid to talk to girls. It is we're not on TV. Yeah, people can't see us. No, it's not. It's not <laughs> no, TV. we're not on TV. This is a podcast. Oh, all right. I know. And you and you, <laughs> and you wore your your perfectly coiffed Dave Matthews. I shit on the Chicago River. Fucking gay! How uh, dare you? Hacky sack beanie. <laughs> How dare you? How dare Dave you, Matthews? Go on. Are you are you a Dave Matthews fan? No, fuck no. I hate are you not? Dave See, Matthews. this is this is why I'm friends with Jed right there because like Star he loves, Wars. Oh, Star right. Wars. Dave Matthews sucks dick. Jesus. Right, yeah, he sucks dick. Yes, yeah. Um, not that sucking dick is bad, but Dave no. Matthews sucks dick in the '90s version of why sucking dick is bad. It's right. Dave Matthews sucks. Um, sucking dick is good. But the Shepherds had like every fucking Star Wars toy. They had they had the the lightsabers, they and the original stuff, you know, the 1984, mm-hmm. 1981, all that shit. So I would go over to the Shepherds house and just fucking So eat that wasn't that the shit original up. stuff. 1977 was the original stuff. I'm sorry. Well, I mean like the, the toys as they came out, like the whole like yeah, from the 77 came, the to- on. Yeah, the toys came out before the movie came out. Yeah, but hmm. from '77 through 1985, can we just say that that I know you just said all the all the all the original stuff and then said 1984. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking God, about? I guarantee you, the 1984 there were Star Wars toys that were original to their packaging, original to off yeah, the fucking original, process line. Yeah, original to someone in 1984. The original toys. If you're talking about original Star Wars, it's 1977. Actually, 1976. Oh my god. I- but those toys didn't exist when Jedi. If I had fucking Ewok toys, if I had Ewok That's McGregor right. toys, so, those so were they not were, from the nineteen seventy seven movie. They were so from the they were not the original. Movie. They were not the original movie, toys. Whatever it was. They were they were nineteen eighty three. Oh my god, this is so toys. not important. My point is, is that to me, growing up, Star Wars was flawless. Right, as a kid, it's flawless. Yes, there's right. excitement, there's adventure, and I know a Jedi seeks not these things, but fuck it, I'm not a goddamn Jedi. I was a fucking adventure and excitement. And they were on every uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas. Yeah, oh yeah. 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 Right. Like, so, I remember uh, I, watching the Christmas yeah. special, the Star Wars oh, Christmas God, special. Oh, God, that Christmas special. It's so hard to find, <laughs> right? With Chewbacca's family, whatever the fuck that was. Right. Uh... But when Jed when Jed tells me that 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 Rogue One is like the second best Star Wars movie, I went ah no fuck come on because right. the second so best Star agree. Wars movie is we- A New Hope. The first one is mm-hmm. is Empire. Jedi, yeah. Return of the Jedi, because this is when we when I grew up we operated in three films: A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. And Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi used to get a ton of shit for it being too kiddy because of the yeah. Ewoks and all the... I never thought that. I thought that was a ser- I still look at that as a serious film. Yeah, it's got some lighthearted bullshit. And it's still got... <laughs> you know, it's still got the Ewoks in it. But yeah. it was the end, and it showed us more of, of, of the world that we had built. I thought it was great. I get why it's not the best. Okay, fine. I get why people didn't like it in 84. Rogue One. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Don. <sighs> you're, you're talking like a guy who you have you had sex with like two women. You're like, oh, no, her name was Sarah without an H. Like, we get it. You remember the women you've slept with. Was, uh, was I, Star Wars... Go on. No, no, I want to hear from you. Because he can't get even a date right, the, so... The... the Star Wars was what, like, I think it was George Lucas's <laughs> third movie, right? He, he did American no. Graffiti. He did American. THX, whatever the fuck it was. I've, THX I think it was like 138. Third was or fourth. A student American film. Graffiti. Yeah. American okay. Graffiti. That was a student form. There was American a, Graffiti. Yeah, there was, an, there was an Indiana Jones in between, I think, He didn't Empire. direct Indiana Jones. He produced Indiana Jones. Yeah. It was his Jesus story, Christ, story by... Your nerd, right, your, nerd, uh, your nerd credit is just fucking flying out the fucking world. Yeah, I was busy trying to get about. girls to you're like me, making, a virgin, okay? 
Dude, I don't know why I'm going this when route. I saw I'm going this the route. first time I saw The Empire Strikes Back was in a theater. I met a I met a girl. I was what I was. I would think I was like 15. I met like a 14 year old chick in the lobby. I had to stick around and watch the second viewing because I spent the entire time finger banging her. So don't talk about my nerd credit, okay? In the fucking theater. Did you wipe well, it on your popcorn after? <laughs> it's the special sauce of the wontons. <laughs> <laughs> uh what i'm trying to get at is it, it, you know as far as films go that you know empire strikes back is such a huge leap forward because it wasn't directed by Lord george lucas it wasn't written by george lucas right it was nope it, it was the film of of the original three that he had his hands off of the least and i think that makes it that's a big reason why that makes it the best of the three he had his hands off of the most he was he backed off of it that, well, yeah, I think did he, I not say yeah, that? I gotta find that's out. You said I'm, the I'm least, a... yeah. But yes, yeah, and it's the best one. But it, like, let's be honest. Like, we may delve into shitting on George Lucas on this, and whatever George Lucas sold the rights and he did all these things wrong. But we would have none of this if not for George Lucas. So George Lucas, as far as I'm concerned, remains. That's fine. And he gave us Indiana Jones. Like, yeah. He, he's he's an idea guy. I, that's fine. Not a director, I'm just saying, not a writer. I'm just, and that's fine. I'm just he's a saying, producer. That's yeah. why it, it was the best one out of all so of you the think, original six. So your argument, okay, hold on. Your argument is that Empire Strikes Back is the best of all the Star Wars films. Yes, that's right. I think we can all agree okay. on that, right? I, I think ag- we can probably I, agree. Yes, okay, I, would agree I think with we that. can yes. all. It is. It is the one. Well, it's the thing about it is is, uh, and that was always my my complaint because I actually don't have a problem with the prequels for the most part. I mean, I can't I can't stand oh. any scene with Hayden Christensen in it. <laughs> and actually, if you watch the DVD of uh, Clone of uh, yeah Clone Wars, the second the number five, whatever it is. Um, Oh yeah. Basically, if you skip over, if you skip over every odd numbered chapter on a DVD, you effectively <laughs> eliminate every scene that Hayden Christensen's in until the very end. Because it's so still it's makes a sense. really fucking yeah yes it's a and really it's probably great a tight little movie, movie right about yeah it's a tight little movie about Owen or Obi Wan Kenobi discovering the clones. Okay, and then you have to suffer through the big fight in the stadium, you know, where they're all three there. So it's the only time you see Hayden Christensen <laughs> and uh, fucking Natalie Portman. It's actually a really fucking good movie when you eliminate that entirely. So this. But, that's my, here's, the th- here's the thing. Here's my, my argument. It's the reason the prequels are not good on some level. Actually, I don't think they're terrible, but this is what I think happened, is that Lucas wasn't making Star Wars a cultural phenomenon. He was making a fucking horse opera, and all the actors that were in it were having fun. And while George yeah, Lucas sure is not fuck a gr- look like it. Well, George Lucas is not a great writer of dialogue. I mean, most of his dialogue is like it's sort of like I always said. Uh, James Cameron writes dialogue like a, a slightly retarded seventh grader. You know, he has an idea of what people sound like, but it's so off. Well, George Lucas got some of that going on. What happened between uh, Return of the Jedi and uh, what Phantom Menace? Of the Jedi? What? What? <laughs> I didn't say anything about retarded Jedi's. Anyway, but what happened? <laughs> Did you between... call the Jedi's retarded? No, I said George Lucas writes like. Actually, I said James Cameron writes like a retarded seventh grader. Oh, I thought you said George James Lucas... Cameron is a retarded Jedi. Sure. Okay. Whatever. What are you got shit in your ears? Um, <laughs> so between Return of the Jedi and Phantom Menace, it became this phenomenon. So all of a sudden, they 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 started writing it like it was Shakespeare. So so self-referential, so overly serious, it oh, lost the fun. God. It lost yeah. the fun of the first three movies. The first three movies were really fun. The next three movies were really serious. I was a defender. Shit. I was a defender of the Phantom nah. Menace for a long time because I you know, it's got that really? pretty badass lightsaber scene battle at the end. Fucking you know? A. The, yeah. the problem with it is that that makes you forget about all the shittiness that came before. I tried to do a rewatch very recently with a buddy of mine. Oh, it's painful. We we synced up, you know, on <laughs> on our thing. We actually got it synced up and watched it at the same time. We're on the phone, and it was fucking terrible. It's brutal, it's man. Terrible. It's brutal. Here's it's the so thing. bad. So, Don, you say that if you if you. Every other chapter of the prequels, or whatever the fuck you said, you know, you eliminate no, of, Christian of the Hadenson. second one of the second so one of the if you Clone Wars. Yeah. Christian Hadenson from the from uh, the Hayden Clone Wars. Christensen. Christian Hadenson. <laughs> what I say? Jesus Christ! Christ. <laughs> Ruth Bader get Ruth, Ruth Gator Bader Binsberg. Binsberg. 
Yeah, yeah, you know. If you take Ewok McGregor out of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if you if you take I Hate Christ Ginsburg out of it, <laughs> you're essentially you're essentially losing oh, Anakin her. Skywalker. Shut the fuck up. He's <laughs> you're essentially you're you're taking out Darth Vader and Anakin Skywalker and the prequels. And I would argue that even the original trilogy is the Darth Vader story. So, are we saying that the prequels... You would argue that? <laughs> would you argue that? That's such an argument. What a stretch. Well, I would argue I would argue that you're Jewish and I'm Irish. And I would Who's argue that I'm not argue, Jewish. Who's going to argue really against going me? out on a limb there, David. I would argue that it's the story take, of Darth if Vader. Take, if you take... Uh, Christian Hans Andersen out of listen. Yeah. I know this is a hot take, but I really think the prequels are about Darth Vader growing up to be Darth Vader. What? Holy shit! No. <laughs> yeah, my fucking I'm James Ford. You're like Jesus Christ. You're like the Hebrew Kindy of of Star Wars. You Where are so you on. Been? Thank you, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh my God. I know. You've broken it. I mean, this is going to be you know our what most happened? popular episode you know what because we've code. broken this. Maya, That's Angel- it. Maya Angelou dies, and we get this white man from Denver to provide us yes. with all of this is. important information. Yes, yes. Uh, <coughs> but if you but but to your point about the structure of films, and this this I think is we're getting to our point of of the whole this whole fucking. Episode. At some point, we got to get to Rogue One. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What we're doing here is we're connecting one to the other in another way. That okay. if if we take out uh, Hans Christian Andersen from Star Wars, removing the actor removes his character. So we remove Anakin and Darth Vader. Okay. I disagree, but okay. I mean, I understand what you're saying, but I disagree. It removes the character because the character. But if you can take the thing him out is, and we still get the story, then why no. is he important to the story? What is the point of the prequels? No, the thing is, the thing is, and it's it's one of those, and you know this, but as a writer, you know that sometimes the story is more important in the in how other people refer to the character and the stories they tell, their reaction. I mean, and a, and a perfect a perfect example is. And, and this kind of connects in my mind, sort of like A New Hope with Rogue One, is David Prowse was, they didn't have access to all this amazing uh, CGI technology. So Darth Vader comes fucking walking and they blow up the door, you know, in the very beginning scene of New Hope. They yeah. blow up the door and he just strides, strides through. He doesn't seem particularly badass, except that he's wearing this black thing and he goes, <gasps> right? It's how everybody else reacts to his presence that gives you the clue that this guy is super fucking dangerous. First rule of improv. And so what I would argue is seeing Hayden Christensen as him growing up is not as necessary as seeing everybody's fear of Darth Vader because that's ultimately... And what I love about the scene in Rogue One that leads up to that moment in A New Hope is getting to see and it and it was one of the thrills of Rogue One for me. Oh, and, yeah. it, and there's a there's a lot of things about Rogue One that I absolutely love, but one of those moments, probably my favorite moment, the moment that gave yeah. me chills that I yeah. leaped up from my fucking seat yes. was watching Darth Vader just fucking and throw yeah. dudes up in the yeah. fucking ceiling and douche. And I'm like, fucking A. Because yeah. then my brain is automatically going to that moment in a new hope where the door blows up and he walks in and if i have that image of him just fucking everything up and then just striding in there it changes but it stays the same it it it, it solidifies who i sure. thought darth vader was yeah so i like that's that's a connector to me well it's such a badass scene it's so fucking awesome it is God. it is and I, so okay so here is so you you've brought us to the movie right you've brought us yeah. to rogue one this is the moment where Rogue One connects with the yeah. canon that we know, that we are comfortable with, that we dream about, that, you know, that is everything, that is Star Wars. We base everything off of. The prequels as standalone films may have been totally different if there weren't 77, 81, and 83, right? Like, we have to, or do we have to, appreciate the films on their own or as a collection? 
I think that's, even if that's you do, because you get you get different opinions. Even if you do, and I have do different it feelings a, about that. Yeah, even if you do uh, lump them all in together, the, I mean the the prequels are always going to get shit on because they're a CGI green screen clusterfuck horrible mess of dialogue and directing and, and yeah trade federations and shit. So this and I think what, there's Rogue, a what Rogue One establishes immediately is back to the world that we were used to seeing yeah. as opposed to sleek sleek shiny spaceships and you know uh, yeah. all this elegant shit that we're like where how did it go from that to all this junky old computer shit you like know? stuff yeah. that looked kind of yeah. cool and real the, yeah. well that's what mandalorian yeah. has yes. going for it is that right. everything looks like it's post right. empire it's, it looks of like course. it's post yeah. death star exploding yeah. it's Everything's got that sort grimy. of grungy look yeah, it's great I, I, that way. I feel I feel like the and this began with the prequels and I, I you know the prequels and I mean even even the sequels to a degree because because the prequels exist uh, that there's this battle of reality. It's kind of like I have th- I have two brothers. There's three of us boys born to my parents, right? And it's like if each of us were to write a memoir of our realities, and they're very different, but it's like we live the same shit. But like, why is why, why do we have these super shy? And I remember watching uh, *Phantom Menace*, thinking, why are why are all the ships and everything is so yeah. clean and crisp right. versus the chunkiness of you know. 15 17 years from now whenever you know from the originals like it didn't it didn't make sense it let me okay in. let me throw out a let me throw like, a pair well hang yeah. on hang on because my point is it felt like the prequels were just there's a need and i'm gonna feed that fucking hungry beast to make some money it didn't feel necessary there's a reason this it started with episode four okay this is the thing that and here's my parallel and i'll try to make it as as brief as possible is that i see star trek the motion picture which was the first star trek movie Star Trek the motion picture was a response from the Star Trek creators to Star Wars. That's what it was. So in in creating that movie, and if you've watched Star Trek the motion picture, that is one of the longest ponderous bullshit movies ever made. <laughs> right. I and mean it's it not, is but just, it's not terrible. It it no, it's pretty fucking terrible. It is but it is it not- is it is fucking teeth grindingly boring. But I'm, I'm not on. a Star Trek guy. I don't see. Find I'm it. a big Star Trek guy, but <laughs> sure. it's fucking as boring. But, but this is to okay. the point of what we're getting to. Is it? Hold I'm on, not a Star Trek guy, and I can so, swallow that shit. So, so what I think they did was uh, uh, in, in, in create no in creating and and I actually think uh, uh, Frank Herbert is probably the the biggest fuck you to everybody because what I think they did was. They said Star Trek the motion picture has to be as epic as Star Wars. And they of forgot course, yeah. that Star Wars was just fun. A New Hope is just it was just fun. It was a simple story and it was great characters and it was, you know, it was real simple, but it but it worked, right? So they made it, well what they did was they forgot that no one has made and I'm going I'm interested to see cuz I might say will make a watchable version of Dune in history. <laughs> and the thing is, if you look at the prequels to Star Wars, it is on the level of let's world build. Let's build this entire yeah. sort no, of yeah, Game of right. Thrones, kind of this this whole, this whole, the Senate negotiations. That's all fucking Dune is. It's Dune is like all of these negotiations yeah. and political machinations. It's brilliant if you read it, but to watch it, it's just like, oh, fuck, you're fucking boring me to tears. Maldib, the Sen, oh, fuck off. But... That said, I think the prequels, so I don't mind the shiny spaceships because I think the prequels are saying, it's like it, it's almost like, hey, if you're going to watch Blade Runner and it's going to take place 40 years before Decker actually is there, yeah. those buildings are going to look new. Yeah. Because at right. one point, those fucking shitty buildings, that rainy, horrible, dark facade is going to have been newly built. So I think probably is in Lucas's mind, it's like at some point... The Republic was kicking ass. Yeah. The Empire was a small thing. It wasn't really happening. And we had shiny fucking spaceships. And then, over the course of those three prequels, 
it was now it's all turned to we're shit. Scrambling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. now it makes that was, sense that, that we're. Was in, the, you know, I don't remember which friend of mine it was, but that's this how, is twenty years this, ago that we're like, yeah, this well, is here's not the reason. In, in, yeah, it's because the, the the republic ran out of money. They're rebels yeah. now. They have to. Stop. Well, they kicked their yeah. ass. Yeah. yeah. So so the thing is, I understand. Like I said, it, this is not in keeping with the fact that they are ponderous, horrible movies. Well, but let's. There is there is an understanding of it now. Think this is the thing I love about Rogue One. Yeah, and I was going to say. So I think, let, let's. I want to hear from I, you too about why Rogue One is a good movie, this, and then I will give my is, revisitation. Yeah. Okay. This is there are a couple reasons that I love Rogue One, and one of them is. J.J. Um, Abrams tried with The Force Awakens to kind of Reset. bring us back, to, you know, bring us back to the feelings that we had when we saw Episode Four. When we saw it, and, and the thing about and it is, I will say, I feel like, and failed miserably. And well, here's no, why: thing, because no, when no, you do that, failed, no. Because he, I would love David, to go back he to failed feeling like the first time I ever touched you. a boob, no, but I'm not trying talking. to fuck 12-year-olds. You stop talking, I'm making a point, because it failed for you, but that's because you were fucking four in 1983. When I watched A Force Awakens, it did give me the same feeling as when I was 12 and saw Star Wars the first time. It had that same resonance, but it didn't really nail it. You know what nailed yeah. it for me? Oh, do Rogue tell. One. Yes, right. Oh. Rogue One. I love listening to you guys fight. It's the best. I um, they're the best ones. It's either fighting or when he needs therapy about his <laughs> yeah, marriage. That's it. No, that's those it. are the, those. Pretty much, those are the two episodes we do. Is us fighting just... about something, or him feeling like he's a shitty husband and me telling him he's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's it's true. Uh, well, before we get into my my perception of of the film, because it's it's complicated. Uh, well, let's hear. I let's hear James. Jed, He's Jed, our so, guest. Jed, what are you like? Why why was it such a good film to the point where you had to say, yeah. "Hey, man, best fucking film." Also, your dick is small. You didn't say that, but I know you meant it. Yeah, it's uh, from the very get go. No opening crawl. This is its own kind of thing, but takes place oh, in our for universe. Fuck's sake! All right, yeah. You get. No, I'm reading I, off. I'm reading off my notes. I'm, by the way. I'm, David, if but David, you can make no, fun of my no, opinion, no, 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 no. but I'm yeah, gonna fucking mute your ass. No, they, they are Sorry, expecting continue. us to catch up. We 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 start off. We're, they're expecting us to catch up on what's happening here. You know. And, uh, and which I love those opening crawls. Get the get them the fuck out of here. I don't need that shit anymore. You know, <laughs> they just set it all up. It's so cheese ball. And we we get down to to Jen Urso's world, uh, the gal who I don't know the actress. She's really good though. But anyway, Mads fucking Mickelson. Felicity Huffman. Yeah, no, it's no, it's Felicity <laughs> Jones. God, Felicity Mads, Jones. we get Mads yes. Mickelson almost from the get go. Who is such a presence, a grounding presence, and and we're in this. He's in this filthy farm. It's getting pulled back into the empire. We we get uh, we get genuine emotions going on with the family being ripped apart. All this, you know, it's amazing. The the cinematography is amazing. The dialogue is tight. It's a tight script, man. I think Tony Gilroy co-wrote it, and it moves really it fast. It moves yeah. so fast. There's no it does time move fast. I to get guess. bored with anything. Yeah. And yeah, even if that. you can't get, even if you're not fully invested in some of the some of the characters, you're invested in who you're supposed to be invested in. Like I feel that uh, her wanting to get back to her dad. You know, yeah. I don't know. The As empire, a father like, of a daughter, I'm, I'm invested in the person who's against the empire because I have. Forty fucking years of thinking the empire is bad. David, You're right. Good David, writing, David. David, did Good you job. ask James for his opinion? <laughs> uh, did I you did. Ask James I, for his I did. Opinion? I did. And, and then I say, then I say it kindly. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> the thing is shot on location for the most part. <laughs> it was shot on location. We're what? not. We're not oh, looking at a bunch of green screens on Tatooine. <laughs> You've got Tatooine. It was okay. You've got Forrest fucking Whitaker coming in, badass. Boom. There's the, the diversity casting is is tremendous in this. You know, there's something for everybody. It's amazing. And Diego the good, Luna, yeah, the, and the good yeah, guys, guys speaking Asians, and you and you're Mexicans the, and you're blacks and you're Jews and you're whites and you. <laughs> what the fuck do you mean you got something for everybody with your? I don't think they on. had. I don't think they allowed Jews in. No, there were no fucking Jews in a galaxy right. far, That's far what away. I'm saying. 
They, that's right. There were no Jews, nor were there any transgender. Why? Because they're of such a small and an insignificant no. portion of the society that I we don't care. Speak, I can't speak for the transgender, but as for the Jews, we're a difficult people. <laughs> we're going back to a We've droid a that is calendar. actually awesome. We've got a whole different book. It's fine. We're going back to a droid. We got a new droid who's fucking funny. Alan Tudyk does the voice. He's... It's it's it's, it's oh. genuinely funny. Yes, he's great. He's really funny. He's hysterical, and it's not. He's not fucking cornball like three PO. You know. Oh, bumbling around. But what like I'll a say is, he, and he continues asshole. in the tradition of C three PO because <laughs> droids that speak English or speak the language we can understand, whatever that happens to be, yeah. have a built-in sort of AI personality that fits sort of a comic trope. Yeah. That's what C three PO does, and that's what uh, the the droid in uh, in yes, Rogue One does. Just very yes. funny, very different that's sense right. of humor. That's hilarious. That yeah. really that's creates right. this archetypal yeah. funny character, and it's its own thing. And 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 then yeah. you get you get Forrest Whitaker. Uh, channeling his inner Dennis Hopper, dude. I mean, how fucking awesome is that? Just yeah. eating scenery, man. Just eating scenery. Yeah. Oh, it's great. That's a Chunk great way down. to put it. Yeah, eating his, channeling his Dennis Hopper. That's brilliant, yeah. Uh, you, you get, uh, I just have a few more things, but, uh, you know, the, the main points being it's a, it's a well-crafted, well-directed, tightly scripted film. It is genuinely pretty to look at. I'm never bored with it. There's genuine pathos in it. Um, you don't mm. get that with certainly with any of the three prequels. I don't think it's all wooden dial. You don't give a shit about anybody. Um, yeah. But you have people redeeming themselves. You have people coming to grips with who they are. It's got a dark as fuck ending. Uh, not yeah. just and leading dude, up to the Darth Vader part. And dude. A fucking CGI goddamn Peter Cushing, I which I think, given that Peter Cushing grew up, his, his whole career was based on Frankenstein monster films and Dracula films, to have him end his career effectively as a CGI AI yeah. creation Blah. is incredibly that fitting. That, I, I, I don't like, yeah, I, yeah, I don't like the, un, it's a little uncanny valley-ish for me. I, I, don't, I didn't care for those They're getting parts, there. but I find it interesting you say Cushing. I say Cushing. Is it Cushing? Cushing, Cushing. I've always said Cushing, but I, you know, what the hell do I know? I don't know the guy. <laughs> I thought well, you knew him. You guys, you're probably ask him. right. Cushing is probably right because he's British, and that sounds more. But I'm from Chicago, so Cushing is the way it's going to go. I don't know, but anyway, him, <laughs> that guy, Hammer Films. You well, know, yeah, Hammer. Hey, Chris I love Lee. that. Chris, you know exactly. You know he's in. He's in. He's what is he? Count Dooku? Yeah, he's Count yeah. Dooku in the other ones. That's right. Although I have to say, I have a problem with the name Count Dooku, but that's just me. I, all the names suck. <laughs> they but, really do suck. Know. Yeah. All right, David. So that's what you I have got. about five so minutes I, to sum up why you hate it so much. I don't hate it. I I have I, I watch it again as per the 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 plan, and I. I I like it more than I did before. Well, when I went and first saw the film, I was so excited for it because it's like Star Wars is back and there's going to be all this stuff that we learn about these things that happened and like, oh my God, the Death Star plans. What happened? What is going to, what are they going to tell us about these characters that we don't know? What about Leia and Luke and all these, and, and Akbar and, well, I guess he wasn't until Jedi, but it's whatever, a like all these players that we knew. And what I saw was it's a, a trap. Film. Is it's it? It's a trap. It is. <laughs> I had to make sure you heard me. The fir- yeah. And I, and I bl- this is totally the theater's fault. I I the, the sound was so fucked up, so bad. It was like Decatur, Illinois, with all due respect, it was just the sound was fucked up. I didn't hear the first like 45 minutes to an hour of the film. So like, I, I kind of got it. It was a little spotty. It was just, so like I went into that film once I got it, when, once it got going, I was like, who are these people? I don't fucking care. So I walked away going, I don't give a shit. Great. Good action scenes. The Vader thing kicked fucking ass. I love how it connected to a new hope right away. Like you turn off, uh, Rogue One, and you're right in A New Hope. I fucking love that. That is awesome. Yeah. And I let the shit go. So when I went back to watch it in my home in a controlled setting, 
where I could hear everything, I went, okay, this is better. I get it. I get the characters. I get their stakes. It, this is not a shit movie. It's not a shit movie. So However, would you say it is this one of the two best, the two top two? Absolutely not. It is still so totally what's your unnecessary. Number two? <laughs> so what's your number two? If number one is Empire Strikes Back, what's your number two? A New Hope. And what's your number three? Jedi. God. Return of the Jedi. Wow. What's your Return number four? Return of the Jedi. Yeah. My number, my, well, my number four would be... Uh, you probably like The Last Skywalker. No, or whatever it is. No, I was gonna say my my last my my number four would probably the rise be, of Skywalker. Yeah, would probably be Rogue One. There okay, all right. Because all right. it was fun. Because it was fun. Because the other because, uh, uh, Force Awakens was a ripoff and kind of doesn't count in my book. That's so basically like fun. saying it's number two. That's fine. I'll take it. Yeah. All right, Simeon cohort. Here's Don and David with the six things you should do for the week. It would be a watch, and it would be watch The Flight Attendant on HBO Max. Hmm. Okay. For listeners, for those of you who I can't I watched the see, first 30 minutes of it and turned it off, so no, I'm just telling Don, you. No, Don, 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 mm. Don, 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 Don. Dude, Ooh. trust me on this one. This is it gets Kay- better, Kaylee Cuoco from that wonderful uh, TV-defining television show, The Big Bang Theory. If you haven't watched that, oh my god, it's so great. No, it's not. It's fucking horrible. But Kaylee Cuoco uh, earns her fucking medal as an actor in this show. This show is is weird. It's twisted. It's dark. It's funny. It's violent. Mm. It's fun i cannot get enough of it i'm so there's like seven episodes right now and i am on episode six and i cannot wait to watch six and seven and i'm sad looking forward to like when i can't watch it okay all right then i'm gonna go ahead because like i said i watched 30 minutes because dana asked me if i was if i watched this enough so i watched 30 minutes of it and literally turned it off i went oh this sucks balls no, 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 no no it's it's Fucking, it's fun. It's weird right, and watch, great I will and watch, disturbing. Yeah, I will watch the I'll rest. Right. Highly I'll, recommended. Yeah, yeah, I'll give it a shot. My first thing is a read. It is in the Washington Post. It is uh, an article entitled "How America's Deadliest Siller- Serial Killer Went Undetected for Decades." And is this now guy, Sam- the co-host of the Literate Ape Cop po- yes. podcast. This guy <laughs> Samuel Little says he killed ninety-three people preying on women from the margins of society, and again and again, people ignored him. This guy has been. It, it's a what it is is it is it is one of the most fascinating articles I've read about our biases completely uh, obfuscating. Uh, not seeing someone who is obviously fucking evil. Yeah. And that's all I'm going to say. So I, I highly recommend um, How America's said Deadliest Serial Killer Went Undetected for Decades, The Washington Post. James. Nice. I'll, I'll check that out. Thank you. This is, I've been looking forward to this. Uh, I'll try and keep it tight here. Um, my first thing is a read. Tight like uh, your mom. <laughs> I don't know. I, I yeah, how would you know? You want to know how we know? It's a a book called Hiding in Plain Sight. It's by Sarah Kenzier. Um, She's a uh, a scholar of of authoritarian regimes um, throughout history around the world. Uh, She's a journalist. Um, She's a panelist sometimes, I think, on MSNBC, but I don't watch those channels. But it is a great, in-depth, comprehensive, well-cited a book about how this is not an accident. Trump, you know, people like to say, you know, Trump, oh, he he never wanted to be president and blah, 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 all this stuff. Bullshit. This goes back. He's ran many times, you know, not that we need any more Trump shit right now, but it's really helped me um, solidify arguments. You know, if anything comes up where it, 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 it's just a real eye opener and um, I found it very useful and informative. Mm. It's well written. Far out. Excellent. I will read it. So uh, uh, I will say this about Jed is that uh, he's one of the smartest. Pretend like you're not here, Jed. He's one of the smartest. He's one of the smartest dudes that I know. Uh, But in a way that is 
I, like you just heard, you heard what he just said. Like he's he's fair and admitting to his uh, his humanity of it. Uh huh. David, does that make sense? What's no? your num- yeah? What's your number two? Anyway, I, I would say trust Jed's recommendations more than you trust Don I'm and I. Right absolutely now. trusting. I'm absolutely trusting Jed's recommendations. What's your second recommendation? It's kind of embarrassing. Well, that's why you were de- that. deflecting, but let's I go. Wa- that's exactly what I was deflecting. <laughs> it's a watch. Um, it's Watch the Crown on Netflix. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because at some point, such a fancy lad. Such a fancy lad. Here's here's the reason. I've not watched a fucking single episode of The Crown <laughs> up until like the Diane episodes, and it just kept popping up on like. You know, when I would log in to watch something. And because Diana was such a thing in my life growing up, and I can remember when I found out she died. I, it was my freshman year in college, and it was I wanted to be Luke on. Skywalker. James wanted to be yeah. Han Solo. You wanted to be Diana. No, I wanted to, I wanted to be the seatbelt. I wanted to be the seatbelt that didn't kill her, but witnessed all of it. When Diana died... I, I was I was in a Vons in Las Vegas, right across from UNLV. Right, Jed, you know what I'm talking about the, yeah. the one right across from the dorms. Yeah, and I remember seeing a, like an Inquirer on the racks, and I and it was it had uh, uh, Annette Funicello dying from MS, and I said out loud, "Oh my God, Annette Funicello and her boobs are dying from MS," <laughs> and the the <laughs> the woman at the checkout at the thing, she goes. You didn't know about, you don't know about, uh, you didn't know about uh, about her boobs. <laughs> and I said no, and she said, "So you haven't heard about Princess Diana?" And I said, "Do her boobs have MS too?" <laughs> and she said, "No, Princess Diana's dead." And I said. <laughs> But do her boobs have MS? And she said, I don't know. I'm a checkout girl at Vaughn's. And so I bought the fucking Inquirer. And there was nothing about... There was nothing about Annette's boobs having MS. Just about an... It was just... It was a fucking... It was a carousel of emotion because... So Diana we've established, David, that, that we've established prince. that your number two recommendation is to watch The Crown and that you were a complete cunt when you were in college. <laughs> I was concerned That's what about we've established. All right. Don, I was my concerned second, about the boobs. Yeah. My second thing. <laughs> apparently, we just kind of... James and I are on the same page. This is another article that you're going to find on... You can find this on... And I'm going to spell it out because you won't be able to... Zaynep. It is Z-E-Y-N-E... NEP.substack.com. It is a, an article called Small Data, Big Implications, What We Can Learn from the Latest Indoor Dining Study. And it is a deep dive into how, uh, how susceptible we are to COVID, even in dining uh, situations and it's pretty in depth and it really it really basically makes you go, yeah. Pretty much the last thing you want to do is is eat indoors. Uh, if there I. are people there, you fucking want to avoid it. It is a really excellent. Yeah. I mean, it's it's got incredible diagrams, um, visiting times, air conditioner, airflow. It's a really great article. Is this Karen, the one? Karen Don, Carpenter one? would love this. Don, is this the one where they it just came out like a couple days ago? What, where yeah. you know the twenty feet in like one kid got it twenty feet away from, okay yeah exactly right yeah right, yeah right. it's really it's it, it's shit. fucking scary and it's like all right all right this 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 it's pretty much setting up and as you're looking at the CDC is it's really not stuff you can get from a surface so cleaning services doesn't matter as much <laughs> this is airborne to the point where even if you pass somebody if you're fake one of the things I thought was most fa- fascinating is that the people that were sitting at tables. Um, not facing the people that had COVID didn't get it. But if you were even within 20 feet, but you were facing the person, there was a very highly likely, very high likelihood that you were going to get the mm-hmm. disease. It's fucking, it's scary shit. So small data, big implications little, at zaynep.substack.com. All right. And your 
second thing. Yeah, I got to listen. Um, it, this is a, uh, a Christmas album that's not really a Christmas album. I mean, it is, but it's a Christmas album that is not going to make you want to stab your ears out with a nice pick. Um, <laughs> awesome. It's called, uh, awesome. It's called One Christmas at a Time, the album is, and there's a titular song. Um, I just wanted to say tit. But uh, yeah, it's by nice. uh, John Roderick and uh, Jonathan Colton. John Roderick is Rod. from one of my favorite bands, The Long Winters. He's a Seattle guy, and uh, it's an indie rock Christmas album, and it's fucking awesome. And uh, it's got a wide variety of tunes. It's all clean. You can listen to it with your kids, you know. And and um, it's a it's a joyful, tight experience. It's it's not very long, and uh, it's nice. There you go. Excellent. And David, your third thing. My next thing is a do. It's also a joyful TED experience. It's fuck Jed's mom. <laughs> I was going to tell her to listen to this. You were going to have a number eight Yeah, you were going to have like another eight, another, and then he just totally pisses it away with that comment. <laughs> okay. <laughs> She probably needs it to be honest. No, it's so, right, no, no, just it's fine. I mean, no, she, she hasn't had a boyfriend for right, a while. No, no, no. Let's get it. real. Let's get real. Um, yeah, please. Here's the thing, uh, Jed. We need to talk about the long winters. We've never talked about this. I thought I was alone in this. As like, David, a this long is winters. a podcast. This no, no, is a podcast. No, no, you can talk about the long winters no, after we but stop this recording. This is important. Like. Listener, please do listen to Long Winters because I thought I was alone in like, oh, oh, I kind of dig them. Apparently, I'm not. So this is important. But my third thing is a watch. It's watch, just Google and or Bing or Yahoo, if that's the whole thing. Uh, Star Wars trumpet, Stacey Hedger. Just Google Star Wars. I'm going to make... Uh, let's simplify. Google Star Wars trumpet. Okay. That's all I got to do. And then you all know right. what? You're welcome. And go fuck yourself. And my number my number three is another read, because I've been doing a lot of reading. Yeah, um, it, is in the New York, it is in the New York right. Times. Um, it is entitled The Long and Tortured History of Cancel Culture. The subheadline yes. is the, pub- the, the public shaming of those deemed moral transgressors has been around for ages as practiced today, though, is the custom a radical form of citizen justice or merely a handmaiden to capitalism? And what's really fascinating about it is it is, I mean, this is a deep dive into the history of the concept of public shaming. It doesn't really, and what I like about it is it doesn't say it's a good or a bad thing or if it's a positive or negative. It just sort of like, if you want to understand sort of our need to shame people in submission, these are some things historically we've done since forever. It's been around forever. It's been around in different forms and that there is a difference between sort of a public shaming from a moral high ground and sort of like a putting people in stocks mm. and like, you know, drawing and quoting them. So it's a pretty interesting article. It is by Ligeia Michan. Um, it was out December 3rd. It's really a good fucking read. Yep. The Long and Tortured History of Cancel Culture. Yeah, read that. And James, you get to end it with your last and third thing. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. Pleasure to uh, finally uh, meet you, Don. I, I, I yeah. love, uh, you, you know, super fun listening to you guys. You're very well read. I learn a lot. Uh, I really do, and um, oh, it's all the excellent. dick jokes and everything. But uh, but my uh, third thing is watch. So thank you, thanks very much. Uh, I really appreciate it. Uh, the thank watch, you. the watch is um, it was really hard. I think I got to throw it to Denver um, to my guys. Uh, it's a trio of comedians: Adam Caton Holland, Ben Roy, and Andrew Orvidal have a, a comedy group called the Grawlicks. That's based here in Denver. They're all local guys. I know Adam a little bit. Uh, not well, but we used to run kind of in the same circles back in the day when he was trying to make it as a stand-up. And they got a show on True TV about four years ago called Those Who Can't. And it, mm, ran, for, yeah. for, it ran for three seasons. And it is uh, misanthropic, you know, teachers, you know. It, it, it's very silly. It's very raunchy. Maria Thay- It's a hoot! It is. Maria Thayer is a smoke show. 
uh, and it's very funny. And there's all sorts of great comedians in there. Kyle Kinane, Rory Scovel, uh, you know, Sherry O'Terry's in it. Uh, there's, I mean, just a slew. Oh, is that of, where she went? <laughs> of, huh? I don't know. I, I, was, I mean, like, is that where she went? Like, I, she's, Sherry O'Terry, she's like, guest she star. was like the she's big thing star. on SNL. And then she, yeah, like, yeah. She's, a, she's a guest star. Disappeared. Yeah, and yeah then, she's a guest okay. star. She, right she, it's, it's really still, yeah, she's really still great. Guest That's great. Yeah, it's, it's really funny. Yeah. It's Denver-centric, okay. but you can still watch it. And I like it a lot because it's peppered with references that I get. But it, it's a good watch for anybody. It's really funny. And it's on HBO. Max. It is funny. I I have to say I've seen some of it and it's oh, actually yeah, really funny. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny that you mentioned. That's cool. All right. So that is that's the show. Jed, thank you for that's coming. The show. On. Thank, thank you, you so much. Today. James. Thanks. I, I feel like thank we, you guys. We, I feel like there's still a lot of um, fat we have to cut through for the Star Wars thing. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm gonna have my. I don't know. But I think the I'm going to do a lot of editing. But the thesis of it was that <laughs> a lot of fucking editing on this one. When, when Jed, when Jed came to me, was like, "I no, love this not movie." Your fault, James. You can listen to the Literate Ape Cast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or any place you find your podcast, Jones. If you enjoy listening to two white guys holding court, review or share the show on your own platforms, or throw us a few bucks on Patreon. For more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Local Motive. You can find them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com. <laughs>